Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. And I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jenikin. And this is Melrose Place, Season 2, Episode 5 of Bikes and Men. See? The literary theme still going. This is like a bad mini episode title that we would come up yes. with. Yeah, totally. For our other podcast. But there's no dick in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. But yeah. we do talk a lot about bike shop. Yeah. It's not a it's very relevant to what the episode's about. Yeah. So um let's let's begin. So it's the morning after of the fight between Joe and Jake. Where she didn't, she was confused about whether or not he um, burnt his shop down. (laughs) She she had a moment of confusion. She lightly accused Jake of committing arson. Yeah. And we, we know Jake, that's not going to go over well with him. I I don't think it'd go over well with anyone, but to be honest, especially Jake. Yeah. Did you notice when we get a shot of the, this morning, they have a their own fa- Jake and Joe have a picture together that's corny. They do. Yes. It looked like publicity pictures cuz they're happy and smiling in a couple photo together in a frame. I was like I don't believe that they have that photo. I don't honestly. buy I don't buy either one of them would do a staged photo together. No. It was it was just totally wild. So Jake is packing his shit cuz mm. he's like He's big mad. He's not bringing that photo, let me tell you. <laughs> he takes a look at it, though. He does take a look at it. <laughs> he takes a good look at it. He puts it back down. And Joe's like, Jake, what are you doing? I only accused you of arson. She's completely baffled as to why he'd be leaving. And he's like, you don't trust me, Joe. And then she has a baffling explanation. She says, I was confused. I thought you had died. <laughs> then I was confused. The police were asking me questions. Like, that is not an explanation for why she accused him of arson. Yeah. Like, it's at not, all. It's not a good one. I was, I definitely was thinking, like, uh, he's so hot. Like, <laughs> he looks really hot in these upcoming episodes. Like, yeah. we get a lot of close ups of Jake's face and, and of his pecs. It, and it's, it's very good looking. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very hot face. And he's like, I just wish you had the same faith in me that I have in you. Ugh, kills me. And she's like, I do trust you, Jake. I just was confused in that one second where Don't I didn't trust out. you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he's like, yeah, well, 
He's always saying, yeah, well. Yeah. Thanks for the uh, words, but it's too late. <laughs> once you once you hit Jake in the in the heart with a betrayal, he cannot recover. It's over. It is done. He will think about that for the rest of his life. And it's he's going to brood about it. And he's going to take some kind of extreme action, like moving all his shit out immediately. Well, yeah, he's done. He's going to move on and forget all about it and squish those little things deep down inside and never think about them again until he has an outburst. Until he destroys a fridge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we know his pattern. At Jane's, she's reaming Sydney out for telling Michael about her date with Sam. And Sydney and Michael have a lot in common. They lie on the spot. <laughs> like guilelessly, like yeah, and that's what Sydney does. She's like, I didn't, I haven't seen Michael, and like Jane is like not having it. Jane is turning over a new leaf these episodes. I'm proud of Jane. Me too. In these two episodes, she crushed it. I'm really, I, it was really exhilarating to watch her. Just like, yeah, she's empowered, but it's not in a um erratic way she's no. like kind of in control she's which in is control good. of it and so she's not buying it and sydney finally admits that she's been seeing michael not seeing him like dating him but that she's hung out with him a few times and that she told him and that she's like jane i just let it slip i also love when she's like well what about me i'm losing a brother-in-law i was like that's not a tragedy in anyone's life <laughs> Especially at, at that amount of time. Like, it's one thing if it was like a 30-year relationship or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jane is furious. She's like, Sydney. Yeah. Uh, she's like, Sydney, the depositions start today, and I need you to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And Sydney is, she's she's on one, these episodes. She's like at her most Sydney like young Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> because she just moved to L.A., she thinks she has everything all figured out by this point. And she's also knows right now where to work her angles to get to the next step. Yes. So at D&D, Billy is there because he's always just showing up. Okay. Yeah. Dropping in. This, this whole scene, I was like, What? I was furious at Allison. I was like, what are you fucking doing? You cannot go away on a trip right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like it is outrageous to me because Billy basically gets some stupid assignment where he's interviewing a hotelier. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And he has like an overnight stay at the hotel. So he's like, Allison, let's get away for a night. Uh, You can stay in the hotel with me. We can have like a little getaway. And he's, she's like, I'm working. And he's like, come on, just tell Amanda you're sick. I was like, she literally just got a second chance. Right. What are you doing? Right. She can't take off of work and lie to Amanda again. This will only backfire. And Allison even says, Billy, I'm on thin ice as it is over here at D&D. And he's like, so what? Just make up a disease. Yeah. He's like, we're going to make love. <laughs> In a hotel. <laughs> and that uh, sells her. And th- she just is like, okay. I was so irritated. Because oh. then she's going to complain when she gets in trouble. Right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the account, she's still working on the famous family restaurant account. Yeah. That account's been going on for like four episodes. Absolutely. She's got to work out those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> At the hospital... Michael apologizes to Kimberly 
because he said she wasn't an intelligent woman in the oh, last right. episode. He was like unnecessarily mean to her. Yeah. So he's like, babe, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's particularly Michael these two episodes he's as well. so Michael. Because there's things he does that I was like, only Michael would ever deliver a line <laughs> that way. And I was like, there's something like very stupid about him a lot of times. Especially the way he talks to Matt. And we'll get into that. But yeah. There's like two scenes. Come on, particular. man. It's like, are you a bit himbo? Like he has extreme himbo energy sometimes. <laughs> right. But like sinister himbo. Yes. Because himbo is like usually like a nice bimbo guy. Yes. But there's something about him where it's like, it's amazing that you're this um, maniacal evil genius in and so many ways. And a surgeon. But you are actually also a himbo. Right. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's he like he's like a lesser part of Tony Soprano's crew. Like, yeah, <laughs> like the really low level guy. <laughs> so he apologizes to Kimberly, and he's like, "Look, after the deposition, I'm going to take you out to a nice dinner, and it's go- it's going to be beautiful, baby." And it's- she's like, "Michael, I got rounds." And then, they, of course, they kiss in the hospital, even though they're technically trying to pretend they're not having an affair still. They're still doing it. And uh, it's unbelievable to me that anyone considers Michael charming. <laughs> He's such a clod. Okay. So this is the scene with Matt, because Matt appears. Oh, he, right. He's walking down the hall. And Matt actually asks for Michael's advice, mm. which... Is shocking, but really, if you think about it, at this point, who is Matt talking to except for Michael? No, he has no friends. The people, <laughs> the people at Melrose Place have abandoned him. I don't think we've seen a single scene since uh, Allison told. I'm sorry, since Amanda told him he needs to get his rent. <laughs> like that's it. No, Michael's one, the only one who's helped him. Why doesn't Matt get a party thrown for his new job? Yeah, where's the yellow barbecue grill? Get that. <laughs> Pull that thing out of the fucking dumpster. (laughs) Pull the yellow Weber out. So he asks Michael for some advice because in the previous episode, his new his coworker Katya had asked him to dinner. And he was like, Oh, she doesn't know I'm gay. Yeah. So he's asking Michael, since Michael also knows Katya, he's like, How do I go about letting her know that I'm not (laughs) I'm not interested in you romantically? And he says, I don't know how to tell her that I'm gay. And Michael goes, oh, Matt, I wouldn't worry about it. I'm sure she knows. <laughs> and I was like, how? <laughs> so Jake has met with the insurance investigator at his office, and he's getting grilled by this guy Yeah, about what happened the night of the fire at Jake's Bikes. And Jake is recounting the events to him. He's like, I went out. I, I was with there with Amanda. We left. She, I locked up the shop and we went to dinner and he's like, do you normally go out to drinks with your landlord? Yeah. I mean, that is pretty odd. (laughs) Good question. And then he, he starts asking Jake, is it possible that you may not have turned the blowtorch all the way off? And Jake, (laughs) Jake hesitates for a very long time. We get like a five minute close up of Jake thinking (laughs) and he it gets closer and closer until we're literally can see every pore 
on his face, and he's his wheels are turning. This is it's a, a good acting performance. It was a good performance. This is a perfect example of Jake's pride because he. It's like, dude, just tell him it was an accident, which it was an accident. Yeah, that uh, that makes it. Um, an insurance payment come and <laughs> you didn't do it in intent. It's like, you can't even admit there might've been an accident. You fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, because he doesn't want to admit that he fucked up in any way, even though accidents happen. It's, it's just so bizarre. And it's like, also it was technically Amanda's fault. <laughs> like none of us, none of you guys know that it was her big fucking purse. Right. You did not turn it off, though, so that's true. <laughs> like, if she had just knocked it over when it wasn't turned on, it wouldn't have mattered. Like, um, you can, st- like, I understand feeling like stupid and you blame yourself, but just the fact that it took him like five minutes of just staring to answer this question. All he had to say, too, was that it was possible. Right. You're not even technically admitting. Of course it's possible. Anything is possible, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. also you want your money. Wouldn't you rather have your money than be an arsonist? No, <laughs> <laughs> no his pride is more important. Uh, I just never relate to prideful people ever. I don't either. At the deposition, Jane has opted to wear a red power suit. She's negotiating her divorce. <laughs> 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 she, she's, she, she's taking cues from Amanda Woodward. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to dress to show that, I mean, serious business. Because this this lawyer was recommended by Amanda too. Right. So we know. She's she, a shark. Yeah. At the deposition, Michael is testifying and he's testifying that it was Jane who was having an affair while they were married and not him. He says that Jane was having an affair with their mutual friend, Sam, and that Jane is just lying and accusing him of having an affair with, with Kimberly to cover up for the fact that she was the one having an affair. Right. And he's doing it in one of the worst acting performances I've ever seen. Not Thomas Calabro, but Michael. Michael. Michael acting innocent (laughs) is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Because he's like, and I was there, heart sick, knowing. (laughs) Like, it's like, I was like, who's buying this shit? He's also going on a sob story about how hard it is to be a doctor. He's like, I work long hours, and there she was. Yeah. Just fucking my friend Sam. (laughs) Do you know how that felt? My, I was, my heart was broken. Like, and, it's over the top. And this is Jane's nightmare. And she's like, he's lying. She gets up. She's like, that's bull. Yeah, she and she looks like a crazy woman. Right. <laughs> he's got her right where he wants her. She's flipping out. And so her hot lawyer, Jane's hot lawyer, has to talk her down off the ledge. So he, he, he takes her aside. He's like, let's take a break. Let's go into the little yeah. other room. And he, and and she's and he's like, what's up with the Sam guy? And, and Jane tells him, she's like, well, he kissed me when we went out to dinner. Right. I didn't kiss him. He kissed me, and I stopped it. And the lawyer's like, look, Jane, if you're gonna lie, I need to know. Tell me, you need to tell me everything. Like that kind of. It, that's a very classic scene with your lawyer. Yeah, where you keep. <laughs> Some little details to yourself, <laughs> and then you get scolded, and then they come out in the deposition, and you're sc- and he's like blindsided, right? Yeah, and it makes you look bad. So 
he's like, I can't have any surprises. Joe is developing film and Jake comes home and he is standing in the doorway flexing his bicep Mm. and he's like, Joe, I think I caused the fire. And he's so devastated by this. He's so devastated he punches a wall. Yeah, he punches a wall. She's very like, now she's completely 180 and no longer thinks he's an arsonist. No. Because she's like, it's up, Jake. Jake, like, <laughs> Jake, it's okay. Like the hug, like that kind of hug. It's like a motherly hug. Like where sweetie. they take you in and pat you. Yeah, she's comforting him right now because he's in distress. And he's like, it was my shop. And then Joe fucks up again. Mm. She says the exact wrong thing in this moment. She's like, yeah, it was my money. And we know what she meant. We know what she meant, but Jake she, is a baby sometimes. He, you can never bring up giving Jake your money, ever. No. <laughs> like We know this, Joe. So I know she meant it like, I lost my money too, and I'm not going to freak out about it. But she, he took it to mean, that wasn't your shop, that's my money. She was trying to commiserate with him. Yes. And let him know I'm feeling I'm feeling it too. I am having empathy for you in this moment. I pour, poured money in. We both lost something. Yeah. But he took it to mean like, why are you crying about your shop, you big baby? It was all my money. I, you really didn't lose anything. Right. Uh, and he's like, I know this would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the, you, if you have a very broken person, it's very easy to prove them right. Right. Like... <laughs> I knew I trusting you was a mistake, <laughs> but they're looking for it. He's looking for any opportunity to see the ways in which Joe has betrayed him or uh, made him feel less than. Right. I mean, as much as tempted as I am to say, Joe, you know, you never bring up the money. At the same time, she should not be under no obligation to walk on eggshells. No. About this conversation. No. Like at all. And I also. I side with Joe in this episode, even though, oh, look, okay, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So Jake, this enrages Jake, and he's fucking furious. He walks over to the fridge, and as soon as this happened, I went, oh, I remember this. (laughs) I remember this scene, because it's unhinged. Yes. He opens the fridge door, and then he slams it. Then he opens it again, and he slams it. Then he does it. He just starts slamming the fridge door over and over again to the point where it is, like, coming out of the wall and eventually the entire fridge falls, falls down, comes down, falls onto the floor, explodes onto the floor. There is food everywhere. And when he was slamming it, was there like an effect on the motion? Because <laughs> it almost <laughs> looked like something was on the, some effect was happening. It, it was weird. It was a very dramatic moment. And as he's doing this, Joe is like, Jake, Stop. Because even just the slamming was crazy. Right. And then it fell over. You're like, okay, this is like, you just knocked a fridge over, dude. That's fucking disturbing. (laughs) What am I supposed to do with this? Clean it up now? Fuck you. Yeah. And then, as if that wasn't bad enough, he grabs a bottle of wine and he throws it against the wall and it explodes and the wine splashes all over Joe and her white gauzy blouse. This was an incredible um, art di- like direction. Yeah, because Joe 
I'm sorry, Jake picks up the bottle and takes a huge swig out of it, which is unhinged, right? Whenever yeah. you see someone drinking directly from a wine bottle, that person is on something. Like, there's something going on there. Yeah. Then he throws it at her above the fireplace, whatever, he, picture. Did he throw it at her? I thought it was no, just at the wall. No, at the wall, but there's a picture above her fireplace area where there's, like, pictures right. above. So he throws that, it splatters. Then we... We see it splatter. We're like, whoa. Then we cut to Joe, like you said, <laughs> with her white blouse splattered with red wine. And she goes, and she's sitting there like, what? <laughs> she's in stun. She's stunned. Like, she we go- all are. She goes, get out. Get out of this house. Get out. <laughs> um, this is a great place to take a break. Okay, yeah. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The next day, Jake runs into Amanda in the courtyard, and she's like, Hi, Jake. Yeah. And she she um offers him the modeling job again. Again. She's still at it with this modeling job. Yeah. Apparently they can't find anyone else in all of LA. <laughs> like Jake is like, I want my apartment back. And Amanda's like, Oh. Her wheels immediately start turning. She's like, What's going on there? Yeah. Why do you why would you need your apartment back? And he's like, just give me my apartment back. Also, they just never they never rent out these apartments. We all know apartments in LA get rented very fast. Yeah. But these ones always stay behind for um, cast members to move back into when their relationships <laughs> end, right? It is. That is a really good point. You never have a rando moving into Melrose Place. No. And there's been several instances where people combine rooms and get another apartment in the same complex. Right. Like Rhonda. And who did she live with? She, oh, her she, and Joe. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we also finally get a glimpse of Amanda's upstairs apartment, which was exciting. I love because that was debated. Yeah, so we see her. We we do see her place in this episode or in the next episode. Um, meanwhile, Joe is upstairs cleaning the mess that Jake made, and I felt so bad for her in this moment. Now she has to clean all this up. Absolute bullshit. I, I like Amanda immediately going up to Joe's place, right? Yeah. <laughs> Amanda's not checking on Joe. She's wants the tea. Absolutely. She wants the tea. She goes up and she's and she's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And then she pokes her head inside and she sees 
this mess and she's and then she realizes she, it sets in. She's like, "Oh my god. Did Jake do this?" Yeah, did did I like how after seeing this thing that Jake did, she still wants to fuck Jake. I mean, he's very hot. He is very hot. <laughs> he is very hot, but this is out of control. Well, here's my little beef with this aspect of Jake. I don't 100% buy that he would be this violent based on how he is all the other time. Right. And I know people can be shocking, but usually it's like they are that person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, No, this feels uncharacteristic. This is him. uncharacteristic. Like I buy him punching a wall, but I don't buy him scaring Joe. Right. Uh, at that level. And for me, if that had happened to me, like I like Joe, I'd also be like, get out. I don't want to see you. Like that crosses a line. Oh, absolutely. Like, and I, if some guy did that, that's you get out. Right. And I don't think the leap that she makes later. Oh no. When she compared his actions to her violent ex-husband, I don't think that's a big leap to make. I don't either. So, I mean, this is a very conflicty episode for me. (laughs) Because <laughs> I definitely agree with her. Uh, I, I, she, it's not her job to decide whether it would ever escalate beyond that. Right. She's going off of her experience. Uh, and you, you go off your experience. Right. Uh, yeah. Joe tells Amanda, she's like, look, just give him his apartment back. I don't want to punish him. I just don't want to live with him. She's like, I'm done. And this was a very cool thing on Amanda's part because she's like do you want me to not give it to him because you might not want him around right? Uh, and I just always want to give Amanda credit when she does do the right thing she did do the right thing in this instance yes meanwhile Billy and Allison are pulling up in Betsy I guess Billy never got another car no how does he get to work no idea because he got the (laughs) he got rid of the cab I really have no idea, but I wouldn't even be surprised if he uses Allison cart and drops her off and stuff. Yeah. Like, he seems like the type of guy who would take over someone's car. Well, you're not using it. You're at work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they roll up in Betsy at this big resort in Laguna Niguel, and Billy tells Allison when they pull up, he's like, look, I'm going to have to check in alone Mm. because... You're not supposed to be here. This is supposed to be a work thing. Well, the I would have been pissed. Oh yeah. I mean, Allison's reaction was a hundred percent acceptable, even even if she was a dumbass for skipping work for this. She's a dumbass for skipping work, and <laughs> it's also very funny that Billy also doesn't take work seriously. <laughs> like even when he gets his dream job, right. It's just, it's one fucking night. Yeah. You can't be away from her for one night. Yeah. He just had to take her to this resort. He wanted to be like a high roller for a night with Allison. So Allison's irritated. She's like, you have to keep me hidden. And, and she's like, come on, just go on Allison. Just meet me in the hotel room. I got the presidential suite. Yeah. She has to like go around through like the, the like. The workers' entrance, the service entrance, the service entrance, <laughs> like sneak into the hotel. Yeah, it's that level. I don't know why the hotel would care though, or how they would even notice. 
She yeah. could just walk right through the lobby like she's visiting someone. Um, no, they had to make this huge, weird deal. And But when she walks into the presidential suite, she's thrilled. And Billy meets her up there, and she's like, wow, it's huge. And he has a really stupid French accent. He's like, we'll get the champagne. Remember when he did that with Amanda? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of his little things. That's his signature move is to like put on a silly accent. Yes. Allison's just happy in this moment. They start making out on the bed and he's like, we're going to have a romantic trip. No, it's a work trip, Billy. You said it. Yeah. It's a work trip. The phone rings and he gets it. It's John Bryant, this hotelier yeah. that Billy is supposed to interview for some profile on him. And John Bryant is like, I'd like you to come to dinner tonight with my daughter. Yeah. And Billy's like, okay. And then he hangs up and he tells Allison. And she's like, well, you didn't fight it. Yeah, because he's like, I have no choice. And it, 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 here's the thing. If I were her, I would be furious. Because I was like, oh, so I have to lie and put my job on the line? But, you, but can't, you you can't possibly do the same. Why didn't you make up a disease <laughs> like you told me to do? Why? <laughs> I'm yeah. I uh, mean, it's ridiculous. And like this is where she has every right to be furious all along because all he had to say is like, "Hey, you're not supposed to come, but I can sneak you in, and we can have this fun week, our fun night in this hotel room." He could have told her that. He should have told her that from the beginning because then she that would have made her decision different. Because if he had told her that, she would have been like, Billy, I'm staying here. Right. Or if she chose to go, then she'd have to accept that work things might pop up or whatever. She'd be prepared for it. Yes. Um, So Billy is like, why don't you call room service? Get a massage or a manicure. And she's like, I'm not on the account. How am I going to do that? He's like, pay cash and I'll pay you back. I was like, no, you won't, Billy. This is so broke ass. <laughs> it's totally broke ass. This is embarrassing. Get room service. It's like, I, I just the whole thing is so Billy. It's irritating. Yeah. She's pouting. At the grocery store in Los Angeles, Michael is looking hungrily at some pizzas in, in the deli section. Yeah. This is a great scene. I love this scene. It's really bright. It's nice to be in a grocery store on Melrose Place. Yeah. It's like somewhere we haven't been. It's <laughs> it's kind of a shocking location for Melrose Place. Yeah. When it happened, I was like, ooh, <laughs> it was just a grocery store. <laughs> because, it was kind of like interesting. Because the locations on Melrose Place are either Melrose Place, Shooters, the jobs that they work at. Yeah. Or apartments or, and houses of other place people on or, the show. Or outdoor nighttime dining scene. Yes. Or daytime outdoor dining scene. It was also just funny to see Michael pushing a shopping cart. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> like, when do you think the last time that Michael Mancini went grocery shopping was? He doesn't seem like he does any housework or chores or no. anything. No. So it was very odd. So he's hungrily looking at this pizza by the deli counter. Yes. When we see in the background Jane, mm. she is also shopping at this grocery store at the same time. So now we know why Michael all of a sudden is, I'm going to shop. 
Because he wants to piss on everything that he thinks Jane is taking over. He wants to rattle Jane as much as possible. And she is still wearing the same red skirt suit that she was wearing in the deposition. Right. She sees Michael and she rams her cart into his. Yeah. We think she's going to walk away because she kind of does. But then the next thing we know, she's ramming her her cart (laughs) Into his cart. And she's like, what the hell are you doing here? This is my grocery store. I shop here. You know I shop here. And he's like, oh, Jane. Jane, I'm just getting some groceries. Not a lot to shop. (laughs) (laughs) Just just the way he delivers lines. It's just so (laughs) seething and sleazy. Like It's the, the way he delivers lines. Like, it would be so difficult if you were on the receiving end of that to not punch him in the face. I also cannot believe he somehow, the actor, Thomas Calabro, somehow manages to land these lines in a believable way when they're borderline cartoonish and almost comedic. Yeah. Uh, But he does it. He's so good. He's really, he he nails this performance as Michael. It's, It's weird. It's pretty incredible to watch. They start loudly arguing in the grocery store. Now, if this was happening, if I was another shopper and I witnessed this, I would pass out. Me too. I'd be like, "What? Is, what's going on with those cantaloupes? Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get closer and act like you're not eavesdropping? This would be the highlight of my day. Oh, me too. If I witnessed this couple having this loud argument mm. by the deli counter. The best. Um, <laughs> Jane, my favorite part of the scene. I mean, all of ours. <laughs> Jane looks in his in Michael's cart. She picks up a jar of marinara sauce and she says, "Oh." <laughs> she says, "Oh, you're making your famous chicken cacciatore? Don't forget the marinara sauce." <laughs> and she dumps the marinara sauce into half of it into Michael's cart and the other half <laughs> on top of his head. And he stand this is like a borderline slapstick moment yeah because he has a face almost (laughs) he just kind of sits there very thick marinara sauce (laughs) dripping off of his head it is his head is drenched it is anti-italian discrimination (laughs) (laughs) because she the way she pours it in the cart first is absolutely deranged because i couldn't help but think like that's a mess right that's a mess some poor worker's gonna have to clean that cart the marinara is gonna be stuck in the squares like (laughs) forever and forever, for the rest of time at that grocery store, the workers are going to refuse to address the marinara cart. <laughs> yeah, that's the marinara that's cart. The marinara it's still in the corners. <laughs> we couldn't get it all out. And to be honest, it was not worth our salary to do this. No. But the way that marinara clung to his hair. <laughs> it looked like it a hat. It was so thick. It was like a hat. Yeah, it was thick. And then she just puffs her chest up and walks away. And I mean, that must have felt great for Jane. This is... I was so proud of her in this moment. That's like a moment you you can only accomplish something like that when you are truly enraged. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's the only way where you literally don't fucking care at all. Right. I love it. <laughs> at dinner in Laguna Niguel, John Bryant is talking about some bullshit to Billy, and we meet his daughter who is wearing a very slutty dress. She is like gone over the top to look slutty for this meal. 
I, I could not figure out what was going on in this meal. Like, was the dad trying to hook them up? Why was the do-, do you know what I mean? Like, why would you invite Billy to this dinner with your slutty daughter? Also, <laughs> also the daughter was being so overtly horny in front of her dad. She's so horny for Billy instantly. Instantly. Like, she's got her key ready to go. And it's like, it's funny also to see hotels that actually have a key it's a and not giant like a key card. Brass key. No, it was like a comically large key. <laughs> well, first they're having dinner and she and John is talking and she has put her hand on Billy's crotch underneath the table. Yeah. She's like, oh. she's basically kind of like constantly like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> she's just constantly just writhing. Yeah. And that's when we see in the background of this scene, Allison is having dinner for one at a table <laughs> behind them. Absolutely pathetic. This was pathetic. It just looked sad. And she's in her um, dress barn dress. And Allison has a new haircut. It's bad. It's pretty bad. It's really bad. It's so unflattering. Because <laughs> it was looking cute for a while. It was looking cute. And then she cut it. And it's just so matronly. Yes. It makes her look like way older than she is. So John Bryant notices Allison having dinner alone, but he doesn't know who she is, obviously. And he makes a remark. He says, so sad to see a woman dining alone. (laughs) And then the slutty daughter says, yes, pathetic. And then Allison, as if she heard this, but she didn't. She like sensed it and she gets up and leaves the yeah, table. Yeah, I don't know why she got up because I was like, did you eat yet? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> You're going like, to be hungry. I think she was mad that Billy was having this dinner and the daughter was there. And she saw what that daughter was wearing and she's like, oh, that daughter wants to fuck. Yeah, which is not Billy's fault that the guy showed up with his slutty daughter. No, she didn't know that. No. Um. So... Billy excuses himself and he chases after her as she's like stalking down the hallway and he's like, Allison. And she like ignores him. She ignores him at first, but he eventually catches up to her and, and Allison is like, I can't believe I didn't think this through. Billy. How many times has Allison said this? (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't think anything through. No, she thinks it's going to be different this time. No. She's a classic alcoholic. You're with a man child. <laughs> like, like, Allison, you left work for this. Also, this is a request of John Bryant that he doesn't, he comes alone. No one at the, like you said earlier, no one in the hotel would have known. And also, why are you letting this guy demand what you can or can't do? Also, you would think that. That wouldn't even be a request. Like he would Who just, would request that? It's such a weird thing. Like you would think like, yeah, bring your wife and kids too. No one would think to request that. It's just so weird because what does it matter? Um, Allison's mad and she's like, you're getting groped by some someone's slutty daughter at the dinner table. Yeah. And I had to watch it. Well, I'm sitting back with my matronly haircut and my dress barn dress. Yeah. No one knows how I saw, but I did. Having a dry chicken piccata. (laughs) Yeah. And um, Billy's like, Allison. Yeah. 
She's like, I'm going to get fired for this. I wasn't even worth it. <laughs> they didn't even like go to the pool or anything. Like, what did they do all day? I just don't get the idea of going on this day for what, if he's going to be this busy, just to sleep in a hotel bed, I guess. That could be fun. Yeah, but driving down to Laguna Niguel? It just makes zero sense. And Allison should have expected that something like this would happen because Billy's an idiot. Matt is having dinner at Katya's apartment. And you can tell that she has made this like a romantic dinner. Yeah. Because she has candles mm. and she's wearing her hair up and she is wearing a dress. And she starts asking Matt personal questions like, what are you looking for in a relationship? And he doesn't say dick. He does, <laughs> he does not say dick. He's like a... Uh, it's like the perfect opportunity. It's the perfect opportunity to make... That would be a funny joke. Because I think Katya has a sense of humor and she would laugh at that. Right, because nothing has happened yet. He hasn't led her on in any way. No. Uh, so, But he gets to the point pretty quickly. He ta- talks about a previous relationship he had. And Katya asks, asks him, well, what happened to her? And he says, well, it was a him. And she's like, oh, God, I'm such an idiot. They have a laugh. And she still wants to be friends. And then she tells Matt about her young daughter, Mara Wilson, and shows a picture of her. I like how she's like, can we be friends? It's like, yeah, that's all Matt does. And he doesn't have a friend right now. <laughs> like, he needs a new friend. There's an opening. Absolutely. I was also like, who is this relationship? Here's the problem with this storyline. Both Matt and Katya are genuinely good people Mm. who don't ever do any backstabbing. That's why it's so painful to watch this story arc. Because it would be great if Katya was evil. Right. This would have been an interesting storyline at that point. No, but she's a wonderful, lovely woman. Yeah, we don't want to see this on Melrose. This is not why we watch Melrose plays. No. And Matt also, he's a saint. Give him some person being mean to him at least. Something. Something. Give him give him someone that sends him over the edge like Jane. Yeah. Where he's pouring He's pushed. He's pushed to throw uh marinara sauce on somebody. Even when he got pushed to a point with that lawsuit, he still was like, I really just want to work with the kids again rather than get more money. Right. So it's like even when he's presented with it, he's too nice to to really dig down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at Shooters, Jake is playing pool and Joe shows up. He had asked Joe to meet him there. So she's not just surprising him. She doesn't want to have a drink though. And so he apologizes for last night. And she's like, I accept your apology. But she's still mad at him. That she's, was a weird line where she's like, and I accept your accept your apology. But she was like furious when she, she was, said it. <laughs> she's still very furious. And she tells him, she's like, Jake, your temper scared the hell out of me. And and he and then she says, She's like, I was already in one violent relationship. I don't want to do this again. And this sends Jake into orbit. Right. Cause he's like, in his mind, he's like, I only beat the shit out of fridges. I would never do that to you. But right. as a woman, we know, or most of us know that violence will escalate. And seeing that is really scary. Yes. I mean, it's just like, 
He he has to get that. And and she's not saying Jake you're an abusive partner. She's saying your behavior reminded me of this and it scared me and this is why it scared me. And right. he can't cuz he's so prideful. Yes. He can't for one second put himself in her shoes. No, he takes it as that's not who I, that's your husband and I'm getting blamed for what he did. <laughs> that's like his it's mentality. So infuriating. He's such an asshole in these in these and episodes. I do think Joe could express that more clearly, but it's really not her obligation because it was scary. Yeah. Like she doesn't say it exactly how maybe I would say it. Right. Uh, but J- Jake should realize any woman would be scared in that situation. He should apologize to her right away and say, like, I'm so sorry I scared you. And he should be embarrassed. He should be embarrassed. He should be embarrassed that he lo- acted that way, that his anger got to the point where he did that to a fridge. I mean, I know it sounds funny, but if you were in that situation, it would be scary. Totally. Because it's like, what the hell? Especially if it's someone you had known for a bit. Right. uh, It would be shocking. I mean, and she's like, he's proving her point, the fact that he's getting mad at this. Yeah. You don't know what else, what happens when you're angry another time and there's no fridge and it's just me. Like, right. Or, and he did, he did technically almost injure her by throwing the wine. He could have hit her with that. He could have, or she could have got hit with glass. Like, right. So it's like, the, it did come close to injuring her. He didn't even clean up the fridge afterwards. No. And I did think she has a good comeback because he says to her, you don't even know me. And she's like, I'm afraid I do. And yeah. she walks out and I was like, oh, that was a good comeback. It was. Because it's like, yeah, that's a scary thing to realize. Right. The next day, Allison brings Billy breakfast in bed, and she's in a surprisingly chipper mood. And she, we learn that she's forgiven Billy because she did a little snooping, and she read the file on John Bryant, and she realizes what a big deal this assignment is for Billy. Okay, Allison. <laughs> that, that made me laugh. That may be true, but it's still irritating that you left work for this. Yeah. That's still stupid. Because if it's such a big deal, he should be focused on it. And not you. Yeah. She's also happy because she finally came up with an idea for the famous family restaurant campaign. Yeah. This scene is gross. They kiss and they're giggling and Billy's like tickling her. And he's like, say uncle. Did he say that? Yes. I was revolted. (laughs) Because he's tickling her and he says that. He's a child. He's a child. <laughs> Joe and Jane go for a bike ride in the park. This was this was like when you see Kermit the Frog riding a bike in the yeah. Muppet movie. Yeah. I was like, what is Joe? Joe, <laughs> she doesn't look like natural riding a bike. She looks so unnatural on this bicycle. And Jane says, you should have called me. I was making muffins. I believe that. I believe she was making <laughs> I believe Jane was making a cranberry orange <laughs> wheat germ muffin. Yeah. Cranberry. You got to make a cranberry orange. She, it's the 90s. <laughs> she was doing a cranberry orange muffin with wheat germ in it to be healthy and for fiber. Yeah. Um, they're talking about Jake. They're just bitching about guys in general on this bike ride. And now Joe is backtracking. She's backtracking. She's like... She's like questioning how she handled the situation. 
And then they start talking about the deposition, and Jane is telling Joe all, all about, like, how Michael lied in the deposition. Yeah. This is a real, like, fuck men scene. Or, like, men, we got men problems. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the hospital, Michael is hounding Kimberly because she's set to testify in this deposition. So he's hounding her. He's like, babe, you just got to lie. It's so easy. You just did it. <laughs> Took me two seconds. I'm a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. It was so easy. Um, and she's like, Michael, I've got rounds. She doesn't want to talk about it. She's she's very hesitant about lying under oath. Well, because she has a modicum of integrity. Yes. Even though she's had an affair, which is questionable behavior, she's not like Michael. No. Yeah. No. And she also has a conscience. Yes. Like, she feels guilty about this affair. Michael doesn't at all. <laughs> like No. Billy is having lunch with John Bryant, and he... John Bryant learns that he brought his girlfriend. He's like, why'd you do that? This whole scene is like, I don't care anymore I about this story. I don't care. Move along. This, basically what happens is Billy tells John Bryant, he's like, I'm broke. And I wanted to show my girlfriend a good time. I'm my best friend. Even though <laughs> she's my best friend. And we just fought the whole time. And she's my best friend. And this strikes a chord with John Bryant. He's touched. Yeah. He's so touched by this. So he invites Billy and Allison to stay another night and have dinner on him. But Allison has to still stay hidden. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Which is stupid because it's like, Allison, get your ass back to work. I know. What It's like, is this the weekend? I don't get it. When is this? Yeah. Jake shows up at Joe's photo shoot. Was this a photo shoot? I guess. It's very unclear, but she has her camera. It's like backstage at the end of a photo shoot. And he wants to talk to her. He tells her that he, he got the insurance check. It paid out. It's, he has $35,000 and that he'll get the other $15,000. And he's going to give her her $50,000 back that she invested into the business. Right. And she's like, Jake, I don't want the check. That's for your new shop. And he's like, she, she, she like, he, he's like, no, I don't want, I don't want your money. Yeah. It's not going to happen. There isn't going to be a new shop. And um, he's telling her, he's like, I never told anyone that I loved them before. And he, then he's like, I'm never, and I'm never going to fall in love again. And never trust anyone ever, ever again. He's being a big baby. He's a total baby. Um, and he says to Joe, I didn't want your money, Joe. I wanted your heart. And then we're like, okay, he's hot again. <laughs> He's so sensitive and broken. How can we not love him? This is a broken human being. So the next day, Allison is aglow about her romantic trip with Billy. And she's going on and on about it to Joe. We're all bored. Joe's depressed. We're bored of this storyline. No one wants this shit, Allison. Get back to drinking. Give us, a, give us a good story, Allison. <laughs> or get the fuck out. <laughs> And Joe is upset. She's like, I blew it with Jake. It's over. He moved back to his old apartment. And now she's beating herself up over the things that she said to Jake. Yeah, she's like, I called him an arsonist and a wife beater. Like, no wonder he didn't want to be with me. <laughs> but why do I want to be with him if I think that? Yeah. 
At the deposition, Jane is wearing a pinstripe vest with a white button-up shirt. She's looking very cute. And Kimberly is there because she is set to testify. She is getting grilled by Jane's lawyer. And he starts asking her questions about her relationship with Michael Mancini. And Kimberly starts lying. I also love when Kimberly is like, is she allowed to be here about Jane? I know. (laughs) It's like, that is weird though. Because it's like, well, why isn't Michael here? Because he's the other divorce person. Yeah, he's on rounds. Kimberly is lying through her teeth. She denies having an affair with Michael. She's like, he's my colleague. Mm. And then we see Jane tearing up. Like she is shaking. She knows. She's done, right? If Kimberly doesn't admit it. Mm. Because in this scenario, that's it. They can't call any other witnesses in to prove that they were having an affair, I guess. I mean, they should call Joe and Allison in. They'll fight for her. Well, Allison saw them making out. Oh, that's a good good call. And Matt sees them all the time. Oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? It's Why like, you I- have other witnesses. <laughs> Seriously. Um, no, Michael would probably break Matt's kneecaps if he testified. Well, and Matt is conflicted because Michael got him this job. But right. it's like, you still got to do the right thing, Matt. And you know he would. Yes. So then Jane's lawyer really starts coming down on Kimberly. He's like, Dr. Shaw, are you having an affair with Michael Mancini? Yeah, he's like in the courtroom. That's like what that it level. Sound, that's what it sounds like. And he just keeps getting louder and louder. And it this breaks Kimberly. Yes. She, she she cracks and I she's him. she's like yes I fucked him. <laughs> no, she she's such a good actress in this scene too because yeah. I believe her break like it's 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 very convincing. She finally admits it and she starts crying. Yeah. Back at the hospital, Michael's like, "Hey, babe, how'd it go? How'd the lion at the deposition go?" And she's like, Michael, I don't want to talk about it. I have rounds. And he's like, no, we're going to talk about it, babe. And he pulls <laughs> her into a break room. I don't know if you could see some of the background action <laughs> in this break room, but it was pretty funny. Um, he's like, tell me what happened. And she's like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't lie. And he is. He's furious. He is fucking furious. He's so mad he punches a wall. And if you notice in the background, and you can see a nurse hop. <laughs> when he well, all the of wall. this shit is going on in the hospital, <laughs> and no one ever says a word to anyone. They're never brought in for like a disciplinary hearing where they have to like, um, where they're like, uh, what's it called? You're put on probation. Yeah, you can't punch walls in the hospital. <laughs> you You're a surgeon. <laughs> Show some decorum. <laughs> you can't give each other head yeah. in the hospital. You can't choke on each other's tongues and the, the alcoves. <laughs> They're always just off by the soda machine. In front of patients. Um, Michael's furious. He's like, you screwed up everything. He also, in a classic Mancini, he's like, I just wanted us to lie because I was looking out for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> It's like there's always like an altruistic uh, reason for his. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, babe, I just want you know, we're gonna live a happy, long, happy life together at the beach house. Just thought, I, I guess you don't want that. I guess you don't want you want to have my paycheck going to Jane. 
stupid Jane. Um, and Kimberly's like, how dare you? She does get mad when he pulls this shit. She is always like, how dare you? Or I'm done. Goodbye. Right. But then the very next scene, they're tongue kissing again by the fucking snack machine. She, <laughs> Give me some bugles while you're down there. <laughs> Jake is drinking beers by the pool with Billy. And the beer literally says in all caps, beer. (laughs) But it's in a Coors Light font. (laughs) I was like, wow, beer. We're drinking beer. (laughs) They're drinking beer. And there's a lot of beers on this table. Jake's getting drunk. Yeah. He's had easily a six pack. Yeah. Um, if this wasn't Melrose place, he would be burping because <laughs> totally. he looks like he smells like a burp right now. He's pretty drunk and Billy definitely would be burping and he'd make it sound like things. Billy, Billy would, would burp the alphabet, you know? <laughs> Bill, I think Billy would burp the alphabet, not drunk. I think oh, that's totally, I think that's something that he did at the, seventh grade talent show for his secret talent. He's like, I can burp the alphabet. And everyone's like, Billy, you are disgusting. Yeah. And he, he was like, (laughs) (laughs) he he immediately laid into it. It's always, it's to me when people say they can burp, burp the alphabet, they're not real burps. (laughs) They're like hiccup burps. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yes. But they always have one very (laughs) fucked up letter. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like eight syllables. It's like Q. <laughs> it's like there's always one letter that makes me want to like throw up because it's too much. It's like most of them are like whatever. And then there's that one letter. You're just like, Jesus Christ, this is ungodly. <laughs> Hold on a second. Burp. Oh, boy. <laughs> Alphabet. Um, we're going to get a review that's like, I thought this was about milk. <laughs> they only clicked on this section. Okay, this is a YouTube video from 2007. This is like early YouTube. Jesus. Burping the alphabet in one burp. In one burp? (laughs) Okay, now I'm impressed. Oh no, why is there Seinfeld music? Who's Marco? Wait a minute. I I, I rewound the whole thing. Sorry, we're not technologically uh, advanced. Hopefully this works. He's British. Hold on. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Okay, here. here. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. I have to cut, I have to cut this out. So, <laughs> we're going to get hate mail. Oh, my God. Like, we're not just going to get a bad review. Like, someone's going to send me a death threat. That's not what I remember it sounding like. No, I remember it's some scrawny guy. It's always a very scrawny guy who can do this. Because it's like, wow, he has a lot of gas. Where does he put it? It's always (laughs) a scrawny guy, and they're always like... (gasps) (laughs) It's the hiccupy aspect of it that makes me ill. It's so stupid. Oh, my God. What a tangent. (laughs) This is uh, one for the ages. Um, Okay. So Billy goes goes to bed. No. We got to get to this conversation. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I thought the rest of the scene was them burping the alphabet. That's not what happens? It's actually worse. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jake says to Billy, me and Joe, it's over. And Billy goes, hey, it's not over till the fat lady sings. Oh, right. Oh, my God. And Jake, Jake goes on like a rant about broads. He's like, he's like, well, the fat lady sang, and <laughs> he like has this whole thing too about the, the fat lady. <laughs> she moved in down the block, and she stopped singing altogether, <laughs> and then she died. No, Jake starts talking about. He's like, chicks just want guys with money. Where did this come from? <laughs> Out of the blue. because I was like, this, this is where you're like, these two people have never had a deep conversation, Joe and Jake. Because I mean, there's nothing about Joe that indicates she wants a guy with money. In fact, she just left a guy with money. Yeah. So she clearly doesn't give a shit about that, or it seems that way. Like, right. If this is Jake's own personal feelings interfering with his relationships, his own insecurities, I mean. Yes. So Jake <laughs> shows up at Amanda's house. But first, he looks up for a very long time at her balcony. And he's wearing a wife beater. Yeah. And I was like, Stella. <laughs> he's like looking up there I bet, for so long. I bet that's what they were going for. Yeah. It was very funny. He saunters up drunkenly to her apartment and she opens the door and he's slurring and he goes, hey, I want to take that modeling job. And she's like, come on in. She's, she's, <laughs> she lets him in. And um, and he's like, yeah, she's like, come on in. And he goes, how about tomorrow at your office? And then she goes, it's a date. Yeah. So this is, this is where we finally see her upstairs apartment that we've never seen before. And we're going to get a better look at it next episode. Yeah. We will. We'll get a look at some of the decor. We did get a look of it several episodes back when she needed help moving her purple velvet sw- oh, swivel right. But I don't think we saw where it was located. No, exactly. No. Yeah. We just saw the interior. But we do get a more um, insight onto her decor. Yes. Anyway, that's the end of this episode. We will be back shortly for episode six. Bye. Bye. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.